0: This is a production of 1217 Media. hey hey welcome back to my two cents and I've had some people to ask me recently why we left Mississippi and moved to Texas and I it's always a pleasure to share our story and I felt like I could do this a little more briefly because it's not really a spirituality topic but it is one of those things that you have to be connected with who you are and where you see yourself in the future in order to make the right kind of steps and moves to really live in the fullness and the truth of what it is you want for yourself and in who you are because you evolve as a person and I'm not gonna lie you shouldn't be in the same place forever so this may be a wake-up call for some people but I would love to encourage you all of you to make the move make the leap go okay go where you need to go It may be up the street, it may be the next block, it may be out of state, it may be out of the country. Hell, I don't know, but just go, do it. Stop making excuses and make the move. All right, so let's get into it. Why we left Mississippi. So I am an Indiana native. I am not from Mississippi. My mom was born and raised in Cleveland, Mississippi, and she moved to Gary, Indiana when she was about 18, 19, after she graduated high school. Met my dad, had four kids, became a single mom. Ta-da, I'm the fourth, and um... I've always just had a personality that was extremely social um, out there. I don't meet a stranger. And if I meet a stranger, it's truly because I just don't like the vibes and I refuse to communicate with you. Okay, period. But no, um, I've always been that child that was vibrant and not really fearful of anyone or anything. I'm small in stature, petite, if they, if you will. But I have a very big heart and I have a very big imagination, I've always been a go getter. And so with that being the case, it would not be any different when I met my husband, who is from Mississippi, from Columbus, Mississippi, but moved to Tupelo when he was a young child. And he actually was a member. Him and his family were members at my uncle's church in Tupelo, Mississippi, the hometown of uh, what's his name? Child Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Elvis Presley. There we go. Boom. I wish I cared enough to edit that out, but I don't. So Elvis Presley is from Super Mississippi. But anyway, that's where we lived after we got married in 2009. We've been married for 13 years. Our anniversary literally just passed um, last week. And I'm telling you, it was a whirlwind of emotions going from semi-city life. I was born and raised in Gary. The King of Pop was born and raised there too. Shout out to Michael Jackson. Um, but right next to Chicago. So I kind of am used to more of a pa- fast paced lifestyle, fast paced, bigger city, more activities, things to do, a little more exposure. You know, people move differently in the Midwest than they do the South. And that's just on period. All right. Um, now, that's on my go giraffe. Harrape. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's not called giraffe here. It's called harafe. The G is silent. All right. Luxury, luxury, harafe, luxury giraffe people. So, um, (laughs) stop playing with y'all. So when we moved to Mississippi, we were young. We were only 21. We didn't have like real jobs and careers or any of that kind of stuff. And he was working at Sears. I was working at Rawls. That'll tell you everything you need to know, okay? And we were living in his sister's home, which was a beautiful home on a golf course. She had a little coin. She let us live in her house rent-free. But it really didn't... I mean, being rent-free was cool and everything, but we didn't have no money. So thank God for the no rent because we didn't have enough to put on it. Um, but it was a beautiful home. Four bedrooms, upstairs, bonus room. Like, it was nice. Oh, and we barely had furniture, but it was cute. It was giving. Um, and... I always just wanted more, you know, like living in Tupelo was cool, but I wanted more. And my husband did too. And it would take like a lot of time really determining and deciding what it was that we wanted out of life. Um, but it was multiple attempts to move to Texas. So now we live in the DFW area. Uh, well, we live in North Texas. So we live in, no, we live in North Dallas. I'm sorry. So we live in the DFW area. And we tried to move here two times prior to the third time actually going through like our car kept declining. We had to rub it on our pants, blow it off. But the third time the the charge went through. And so we got to move. Um, But it would take like the first six years of our marriage because we got married in 2009 and we didn't move until 2015. So we lived in Mississippi together as a couple for five years um, before for six years before we moved. And it was just a lot of learning experience. It's like, don't rush the process of learning about yourself. Like, take the time to learn who you are and learn what you like and what you want so that when it's time for you to make those moves and to take those steps, you're not uncertain and you're not going to other people to seek advice and guidance. I am not big on making life choices based off of other people's input. I don't care what anybody else thinks I should do. Like, I don't ask people. And my mother is a whole evangelist and prophet. And I don't ask my mama nothing. I don't consult with her about anything. One thing I've learned is that everybody has to has to have their own relationship with God. And everybody has to have their own relationship with themselves first and foremost. What do you want? What do you want to do? Now, it's crazy because the way that I was raised was to seek God. Like that's even a thing now. People like, did you seek God about that? And if I tell you I did, you probably still ain't going to believe me because you don't like the answer that be blowing me. It's happened to me so many times. You see God about that? Uh-huh. Mm. But that ain't good enough for them because they don't like the answer. That's why they end up asking you that because it just sounds so crazy what you're about to do that they need to know if God told you to do it. And even after you tell him, tell them, yes, they still don't believe it. But, child, don't matter. So we live there for five years and, um, well, six years, I'm sorry. I keep saying five for six years. And we went through job after job. My husband didn't have jobs at certain points. Um, he, you know, has always like had a creative knack, uh, to a certain extent. And it wasn't until we joined a certain church, a certain ministry, which I talked about the pastor before, um, the one who had us paying for his wife's car note um, or car payment, whatever it was. But him, he taught us a lot as it relates to entrepreneurship and Christians being in the marketplace. I can give him so much credit. Like, I don't mind giving people credit where it is due, honey, take your credit, all right? He deserves all of the credit because he really did open our eyes to a lot as far as the marketplace and business. And it's funny because out of all of the older people who were in that church and we were only 22, we took that information and ran with it. It is something to be said about like learning certain things in your youth that you can apply instantly when you have the mindset with no blocks no limiting beliefs that's why I'm so big on talking about beliefs here because your beliefs is literally what guides your life if you believe something that is what is your reality like it's not perception is reality your beliefs is your reality your life is a sum total of what you believe you deserve Harafe. I ain't saying period I'm a it's the sum total of what you believe you deserve. And so our belief system was shaken and changed because of all that he exposed us to when he taught about him and his wife were um, entrepreneurs. That was my first time hearing the word entrepreneur when I was 22 years old, right hand of God. No lie. Nobody had ever said the word entrepreneur in my life to me. Um, i had only heard the word hustle and they own this, but nobody had ever called it entrepreneurship while I was growing up and so to hear that and get that information and that knowledge, it changed the situation. Information changes the situation. But the thing about it is as we were getting this information, it kind of was inciting other people, uh, They weren't happy to see us growing the way that we were growing. We were always the ones in the church with a testimony, like with something new popping off, some more great information, Courtney getting a great job or landing a new website uh, client or getting an amazing connection. It was always us. And we were the youngest. You know, we were some of the youngest ones in the church as a couple, And these are old, you know, older people who had been in the ministry for five, six, 10 years. And here we come, you know, fresh off the press, honey, and we blowing it up. And that would be the storyline for a very, very long time until we left. Actually, it was always us. Like we were always the ones that had something popping, growing, growing, moving, flowing. And it's one of those things where I always knew we wouldn't be in Mississippi forever. Like. Mississippi is for some people. It just wasn't for us. And so I knew that and I was okay with that. I'm grateful to God that my husband also knew that Mississippi wasn't his end and where he wanted to be because I didn't have to fight that battle of trying to convince him or pressure him or influence him. I've always been like stable enough, like grounded enough to say he'll get it, like in time. He, God will reveal it to him and show it to him too and impress it upon his heart to move when we need to move as a couple, as a team. And so, um, at the end of the day, we left because we wanted more. Like we realized that there was more to life. There was more to be had, even though we had great when we left, like we had a dream home. We had a beautiful 4,000 square foot home. We were only 25 at the time too, which was mind blowing. We had one of the most beautiful homes I'd ever seen or anybody in my family had ever lived in. Like it was Beautiful. It was a gorgeous home. I would live in that house right now for life if I could copy and paste it and move it to Texas. It was a gorgeous, drop dead gorgeous home. Um, we had the cars, we had the careers and radio. We were making the um, the income, like we had never had a stable two, uh, two home income like we did at that moment in our life. We had just had our son and we were like really at the top of our game, um, but we left it. We left all of it because it was simply realizing that if not now, then when, if not us, then who? And this is like why I like to speak to like taking action and believing in yourself and, be- and like knowing what you believe in and why you believe it. Um, If I had moved or if we had moved off of what our parents had done or people around us, we would still be there. And it's not that it would have been wrong or like such a, you know, a downtrodden decision to stay, but it was just like, we knew that there that the state of Mississippi couldn't contain the power of who we were as individuals. Like it would never, we would never reach the potential of the height that we could from being in, the, in that environment. And sometimes people like miss this and don't understand the power of your environment. It is everything. Like do your research on sharks and certain fish and certain animals who can't survive in environments that aren't conducive to their growth and thriving. You have to evolve. And imagine like, seeing a tree in full bloom in the middle of December. It ain't going to happen. Like if that's not your season to do it in that environment, you're not going to do it well. You can't force something that's not meant to be. And so when I think about it now, the jobs that I used to work back then, customer service, customer support, you know, doing things here and there everywhere just to make ends meet and to make it, the belief system was always there that there was more for us. It was always there that when we started a family, we wouldn't struggle. Like we were so adamant about that. We don't want to have children and not be able to provide for them. Right. Our children will be a blessing and not a burden. Those were our beliefs. We were saying that we were affirming that we were discussing that we were creating that reality before it even came to be. And so when we had our son, we had abundance. Like I never lived that good in my life. Like it was everything. Like I could do whatever I wanted to do. And I love that for us. And that was the perfect time to actually be so complacent to not want to move. But in that moment, I started realizing my son, like, Now it's future tense. Like It goes beyond thinking about Courtney and Christian, and it's about what do I want for our child? What do I want his life to be like? What do I want his future to be like in this state? How do I want his mindset to be formed? And what do I want him to be exposed to and to experience? And so that's how the wheel started turning for me. And I started realizing all of the little things that happened in my life while I was in Mississippi, my young adulthood was actually preparing me to become stronger for where we are now. If I had failed those tests and I had given the end to the to the friend, you know, from video three, I think, who wanted to fight me at church, right? If I had given the end to the friend who um accused me of being anorexic and having all of these other problems and, you know, trying to ditch them to become friends with new people, if I had given, if we had given in to all of that pressure and those perceptions and people telling us that we wanted too much and that we were materialistic and arrogant or whatever. That, those kind of things would have killed our spirit had we stayed in that environment longer than we should have, but we didn't. We ain't never been afraid to pull the parachute and jump up out the thing. okay? We, we jump up, we, we get up out of there, like, we get up, oh, sorry, <laughs> we get up out of there quick, like, we don't need an encore performance from people to leave. It takes one time for me and Courtney to believe you, and then we just put the distance there. And so we've always been good at that. And that's what we actually had did. We didn't even tell anybody we were moving when we moved to Texas. We waited till the two weeks prior to leaving. We found the home through my sister, going to the houses, looking at them for us, FaceTiming us and sending us videos. We sent the deposits, all of that. Book the U-Haul. My daddy was like, oh, I don't feel safe with y'all driving two separate cars down here. I'm going to catch the bus down there to Texas from down there to Mississippi from Texas and then help Christian drive. the U-Haul back or whatever, you know. However that happened, I think me and Courtney drove in the truck with our son while my dad drove the U-Haul. That's what happened. And he was like, I just don't feel right having my daughter, you know, out there on the highway. Yes, Courtney will be in the U-Haul, but you'll be in y'all vehicle or whatever. He was like, I don't want that. I don't want you driving and do on the highway by yourself. So my dad did that. And we literally orchestrated it to where it worked for us and our family unit. And then we told people when we were two weeks out and y'all have to understand, we had a full life. Like we had a, a a TV show on local network, like on the local, on one of the local access channels in Mississippi. My husband had a whole billboard up the street from my house for his branding and and web development uh, comp, uh, agency. We were on radio. We had friends where we were hosting ugly sweater parties and barbecues and pool parties and nobody knew nothing. So, when people be out here talking about some moving silence, baby, we are the poster child for it on Harafe. I'm telling you, we did that. We moved like some ninjas through that because we knew and we understood that from what had happened, our experiences there, that we were more than those experiences. And you have to understand you're more than what happens to you. So, even though people may say things and speak things over you and try to tear you down or make you feel a certain way about yourself and the qualities that you, you, you have, those qualities are there in you for a reason. People may feel like I'm cutthroat and direct, but it helped me. It helped me get through the things that could have hurt me or tore me down or made me feel bad or second guess myself or be insecure. People want you to be insecure about who you are so they can run all over you. Okay. And I wasn't having it. So with us not telling people that we were moving, that was strategic. That was intentional. And we didn't let people know until two weeks before we left, gave our two weeks notice. My husband gave his two weeks notice. I had already left the radio station because I had... Our child, our son, he had turned one. And that was another thing that we agreed on, agreed upon after his, after he turned one, I wanted to come home, like come off of work to be with him full time. And so we exercised that. We have always been intentional about our life and what we said we wanted. We've already, we've always spoken it and it has always manifested the way that we said it would. And, um, it was July when we moved. So I had been off work for two months at the time and my husband put in his two weeks notice and we were we were out of there. We were so gone. We were so 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 gone. And here it is 2022. Uh we're rolling up on year 6. Yeah, we're rolling up on year 6 this July of being in Texas and there's been no regrets, no turning back, no remorse. Life has been thriving and doing very well. And it's funny because the first time we tried to move Things didn't go through because, you know, we couldn't get jobs in line and things like that. We had the money to put down a deposit for our um, our apartment, but we didn't have jobs locked in. Like things just didn't fall into place for us. And so we had to stay that time. And I was crushed. I was so crushed. And my husband actually told like he told me he was like, you know, God told me that he's not done with us here. Like, it's not time for us to go. And I was livid, livid. I was like, oh, no, I'm still going. Like, I was going to move down with my sister if I had to because I was ready to go then and it wasn't time. And so those formative years actually developed us in personality and character and integrity to where we would be, you know, when it was time to move. And then the second time. We tried to move. They wanted so much experience in graphic design, like five years, three to five years before they would hire my husband. But my husband is a self-taught graphic designer, web designer award winning. Okay, Mm -hmm. on Harafe. So all of those years that they wanted him to have an experience, it was like the goalposts kept moving for us to move. But it was really God allowing him to get the experience he needed. So when the time was right. Nothing could be like a block to us because when we did get to move, he had by that time had a job working for the Daily Journal, which is the local newspaper um, for Tupelo. He had a job as the graphic designer and web designer for the Daily Journal, won three awards, I believe, for graphic and web design as a self-taught No formal education and no degree in graphics at all. No computer technology or anything, no no degree in that. But that was what he needed, the experience to then catapult him to what would be the positions for him here in Dallas. And so all of that worked out because we would have moved here prematurely with not enough experience under our belts, not enough information and resources to use to our advantage. And so when we did move here, yeah, we took a leap and we definitely leapt out with our um, with our savings account, good credit scores, and credit cards, and we made the move. He didn't have a job when he moved here, but since then, he's worked for some top companies, like Fortune one hundred and Fortune five hundred companies, as you know, a graphic designer, as a creative director, now owning his own agency full time, like closing all kind of crazy contracts. And taking care of our entire family on top of the business that we run together um it's a beautiful blessing with our two children and i have never had to return back to work since 2016 and sometimes did get hard and 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 there were you know some little points where it just just, like oh you gotta get over this hump but it was nothing that ever resulted in us even at imagining turning back and going back to Mississippi. And again, I don't say this because Mississippi is horrible. I just say this because I think that somebody needs to understand that where you are does not have to be where you stay. You can take the leap. You can make the move. You don't have to wait for everything to be perfect. Everything was not perfect for us when we moved to Texas, but we knew And we understood that if we stay where we were and what we thought was perfection, that could have actually ended up being the end of us. That could have been what made me go into depression or made him, you know, feel a certain way about who he was and his his um, status or his ability to create and to provide for his family. Because we had people who literally was trying to mess with our lifestyle and our money, like by blaming us for certain things and, and getting upset with us for wanting a certain lifestyle. People didn't like that. When we were in Mississippi, people did not like that Courtney and Christian had dreams. They didn't like it. People told us they didn't like it. Right. That we wanted too much. Um, That our um, what was the exact words? That our ambition was ungodly. That's what they said. We had ungodly ambition because we simply wanted more. Like we weren't asking. We didn't want to hurt anybody else. We were overly ambitious. And sometimes that's a threat to people. Sometimes knowing what you want. Offends people who don't know what they want. And that's not your fault. You just have to know that. And so I'm glad that we knew um, our true potential because it's not like other people don't know your worth. They just hope you never know. They just hope you never see your value because they see it. They just hope you never wake up and you never understand and you never walk in your worth and your value. And so that's something we've never fallen, you know, subject to. We've always walked in that. And even if we were, you know, wavering and you know, we've always had each other to uplift one another and say, hey, you're killing it. Like, let me be very clear here. You're meff- You're effing it up out here in these streets. You're really you're doing a thing. And I appreciate you. Right. Like we're each other's rocks in that way because we've had rocks thrown at us from the outside so you eventually become each other's rock so that those rocks don't even matter. They just don't. Um, And it's really up to you to acknowledge your worth and your value. And that's what we did. We acknowledged our worth and our value. We still love our friends and some of our family who are in um, Mississippi. We see them when we can. We try to go back at least once a year. But at the end of the day, it's one of those things where you don't have malice and you don't feel any kind of way about people and where they still choose to be. But the beauty of change is you always get to see who is still the same. That's the beauty of change. You always get to see who's still the same. And it may not be a bad thing for them. But for me, I refuse to stay in the same place and feel good about my future or about what I work towards. I want there to be results. I want there to be evidence of my evolution. I want people to be able to eat from the fruit of my tree and see that it's not stunted in growth or it's not premature or it just won't grow at all. No, my branches are flourishing, thriving. Come, take a bite, have an apple, okay? Get your Eve on, eat from my tree because it's out here popping. (laughs) But no, I love the fact that we made the move. I, I now understand and I share with you that wanting more is not wrong. It's okay to not want to stay where you come from. It's okay if you have to go back for a little bit and try it again and venture out again. And sometimes you just have to stick with it and say, I ain't going back. I don't care what happened. That's not an option back there. Right. Like you have to take that mindset as well. Not one of those. Oh, I can't wait for them to see how I how I came up. No, I've never had that thought process. Like, I don't care if people see, you know, that we come up or how we're doing. They do, though. I know they do. We've had national coverage of everything that we've done at this point. Um, But. It's beautiful because that was never the intent to upstage people. The intent has always been authentic and genuine to make sure we were taken care of, that our future was solidified. It's never been to have a ha-ha moment in anybody. It's always been to make sure that we can always um, provide for our family, leave a legacy, have integrity and morals, and have our reputation intact no matter what we do. And so now I get to share that with you all. And hopefully it encourages you to make those moves and to, you know, step outside of the box and to not be ashamed of what you want. Don't let your desires feel like a downfall. It's okay to want more. It's okay to seek better. It's okay to make moves. It's okay to cut off certain people that do not uh, champion your success or your growth. Don't feel bad about it. All right. Because if it was them, they'd make those moves without you unapologetically. And that's on. (laughs) Harafe. <laughs> All right, you guys, hopefully this encourages someone to let them know to make those leaps, to take those jumps and to pursue your passion, your goals, and God will always guide you. Like they say, where God guides, he provides. All right. He'll always be by your side. That's my two cents. See y'all in the next one. This is a production of 1217 Media.